You're listening to SBS News. When it comes to fashion, Josephine Fragassi knows what she wants and how to find it. That's beautiful. That's absolutely stunning. But when Miss Fragassi sought basic financial advice in the past, she was disappointed and discouraged. The pre-loved clothing store owner and single mother says the process was overwhelming, with a one-size-fits-all approach that didn't meet her needs. The result's always been the same, an empty bag of promises and never knowing quite sure who to trust, if to trust, if not to trust. So it never really served me well and it was a lot of time and effort which a lot of people don't have. It's issues like these that a series of reforms is seeking to address. Among the most important was a change from 2017, when the then Turnbull government introduced a code of ethics, an exam, and a requirement for financial advisers to have a relevant degree. Labor's been considering more changes since winning the last election. Treasurer Jim Chalmers told the Conexus Group last week that the government views a strong financial advice sector as fundamental. The sector's capacity to deliver on this demand is going to depend on a steady pipeline of high-quality financial advisers, and we're responding to that need. As Australians, we retire with more income than ever before. It is vital that they have access to quality and affordable advice, especially when an ageing population means more members are moving towards retirement, 3.6 million in the next 10 years. A report on potential changes to financial advice, known as the Quality of Advice Review, has just been released. Report author Michelle Levy says her recommendations are about making financial advice fit for purpose. What does the customer want? What have they asked for? And is the recommendation that I am making really fit for what they're asking? Is it suitable for that person, for that individual in all of their circumstances? Her proposals suggest broadening the current requirement for financial advisers to give advice in the best interests of their client to more professionals from the sector, such as banks, insurance companies and superannuation funds. They also aim to reduce paperwork for financial planners, which Peter Burgess from the Self-Managed Superfund Association says he's in favour of. You know, at the moment, we have situations where clients go to see a financial advisor and the advisor, you know, has to produce really detailed statement of advices. Some of them run to over 100 pages. And really, it's not in anyone's best interest. So some of the recommendations in this report will, uh, you know, certainly simplify that process. Financial Services Minister Stephen Jones is currently considering the recommendations from the Quality of Advice Review. Michelle Levy says she's confident he's giving them the appropriate attention. The Minister, Minister Jones, has said that he's stress testing it. I know he's speaking with um, the regulator and Treasury and I know that many people in the industry um, are speaking with him. Uh, I think there's a a strong... um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, momentum, uh, a lot of support for this. It really is a good consumer um, package. Despite industry support for the review's recommendations, it's unclear whether they'll be accepted or if anything will substantially change. But back on the shop floor, Josephine says she would happily seek financial advice again under a simplified and more tailored system. And I would actually categorise it as well so I can tackle different areas of my life. Right right now I want to focus on my super. Right now I want to focus on my business finances. Right now I want to focus on my retirement. So it would be great to be able to go to one source, which is a reliable source, which is backed by the government, so it's independent and actually 
focus on one particular thing. Deborah Grok, SBS News.